Welcome back to Calling All Beings, baby. It's DJ along with... Actually, nobody's here. Okay. <laughs> hold, hold on a sec. Uh, oh, man. I have the YouTube going. I, I forgot that the YouTube was up. Here's what's up. Um, I look to my left. I look to my right. I'm in, a, I'm in a, a wing formation here, and there's no one in formation with me. Nathan is still in the UK. Uh, Deb is in Orlando. Uh, Kevin should be showing up because he wants to talk about music with Sean. Uh, Steph is out tonight. Uh, but Shane and Allison are supposed to be here. Our new phenoms, the young guns, if you will. Uh, and also Kevin is supposed to show up as well when he gets some from work. He's on California time working with those little kids taking care of their mental health. But for right now, it's just me. That new intro song was done by Charlotte the Thunderbird on Twitter. She's amazing. She has done uh, intro music for uh, Nathan, for Deb, for Cab. She's doing it for my new MotoGP podcast. That's right. That's what's about to go down. And uh, and we love. I love you, Charlotte. Anyway, uh, I want to very uh, excited to bring on these two folks. I heard one of the guests here that was on the other one's uh, show, and so that person is Sean Rash, the Witness Citizen. All of you guys know him. He's extremely popular and very well-known uh, researcher in the biz and somebody that a lot of people look up to, including me, okay? Uh, another person I look up to is a person who was uh, his guest, who is a humanitarian, which uh, strikes at uh, every part of my bleeding heart uh, that loves people and loves animals and loves the world and loves people from every different culture and loves music and everything else. So there's a lot of love here. I know Sean's probably like, what's going on with this guy, DJ, man? He's kind of freaking weird. Okay. And um, to that, I would say, yes, yes. I, I would say that's, that's fairly accurate. So let's bring in our special guest. I'm very excited to have the first, first cab fireside chat even though the beautiful logo that nathan made up is not up because i'm a technical meathead and he usually handles this this is gonna be the first fireside chat so party people put those hands together for the witness citizen sean <laughs> rash Woo! can i get an amen from somebody up in here you need to like an applause button to, no, well, I usually have, I have yeah. cabbies clapping. <laughs> like Otherwise, Sean's after that intro, it's just so underwhelming because the intro is so like, and then you come out and there's like two people in the audience. You know, you know? Well, it's, I mean, I know what you were at Lollapalooza. <laughs> there was a lot more people there. So no, I, no I actually, I'm quite used to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, party people, put those hands together. For the humanitarian homie, Katie Howland. What's going down? I like that nickname, the humanitarian homie. I'll take it. Yes. The worst ha! nicknames I've been given. So. Uh, me, uh, me too. Me too. Uh, the people are the most kind on the show in the Air Force. They're not quite as kind. So that's why I love being here. This part, part of my personality can come out. Whereas at work, I have to be repressed. I got to button it all up. 
uh. and act professional. And then when I come on here, I can be the idiot that Sean sees every week. <laughs> so anyway, uh, welcome, guys. Um, Thank you. It, so in this format, it, it, no, it's an honor uh, to have you guys. In this format, the Fireside Chat is meant to be not an interview uh, but more of just we bring up topics that are interesting. I have an opener, and then I'm just going to riff off of what you guys are saying. Um, I'm never bad at conversation. It's kind of something I'm good at, which is why I started a podcast 12 years ago about MMA. Uh, I've been doing this for 12 years, if you can believe that. Uh, so, <laughs> Wow. Um, not surprising, right, the way that I babble. Um, but... <laughs> no, 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 that's cool. When but, I was but, young, when I was younger in the, my later years in high school, I wanted to be a a, a disc jockey a, a, on the radio. Uh, but the the school I wanted to go to is a little too far and too expensive, and I just wound up working full time instead. So I guess I'm living out my my uh, childhood dreams. Talk. <laughs> Me too. I didn't think it'd be about UFOs, but <laughs> nor did I. But hey, we're is, doing this it. This is kind of funny. I wanted to be a news anchor. So like between oh, really? the three of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, Katie, can you just kind of like do a a hair flip thing? <laughs> right. I got I got my little like fan going on right here because it's like three hundred degrees with two hundred percent humidity, and I just oh, can't handle man. it. Is that even possible? Two hundred percent? Feels like it. It feels like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right, I'm a, I'm gonna say cheers to you guys. Uh, I don't know who started doing the glass of wine first, me or Vinny, but to 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 Vinny Adams, to Sean, and to Katie. So this isn't meant to be an interview, but I'd be remiss if I, I I'm really interested because I don't know who Sean is as a person in his re regular life, and to the and I and I also don't know. I actually know more about Katie than I know about Sean just from a little interaction on LinkedIn. But Sean, if you would with, with whatever you feel comfortable sharing, I know that you're a musician. Uh, which I love because music is like my favorite thing ever. Uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. Um, well, I, yeah, I'm a musician. I spent most of my adult life uh, towards the end of high school and up till a couple of years ago, really playing shows and, and making songs and, and doing all that. Um, so I spent most of my time doing that. Uh, usually just like local shows i've done a couple like small tours never became like a big band or anything like that I just did it for the passion and um the creative aspect of it don't get me wrong i would have totally enjoyed being a rich band guy but it just never happened for me um yeah. but uh, so you know simultaneously i was always working um so now i own like a small uh little um company where you know, we help like construction companies get to like appointments and business opportunities and stuff. So I do that now, but, um, I'm married. Mm -hmm. I have two dogs, um, okay. 38 years old. I love walks on the beach. There are two, uh, rescues. One is, uh, a sweet pea. She's like Pitbull, American boxer, um, Weimerheimer and a couple other things. And the other one's a pure uh, American terrier uh, pit bull who was rescued from uh, uh, Fighting. litter from Hurricane Harvey. So, yeah, so the mom had some puppies from Hurricane Harvey and we rescued him. And he um, farts all the time and tries to <laughs> sniff Sweepy's butt and eat her food <laughs> but he's a good dog yeah great dogs i have a cat too monster we hate each other but love each other secretly so 
Hey, you know. um, I just want to say there's a couple people in the chat. Paranormal Pixie is here. Lara. What's up, company. Lara? Arla, what's up, yo? Elaine is here. Uh, Arlene is here. I'm sorry there's nobody to tend to you like Deb. Usually Deb's active my in the John chat. Lennon shirt for you. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you see? <laughs> I don't know if you saw we did the, the Beatles versus Stones, the uh, yeah. the British invasion, and that was so much fun, man. That That really was... It was a, it was a niche idea and uh, it really came off. So I'm gonna do another one uh, with you two. Is gonna be one of the bands, and I'm thinking of another. Um, the streets have no name. Well, I mean, on, if 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 you're making your Mount Rushmore and you have a band that has the original four members since the mid '70s when they were in uh, middle school, um, and so if I have like Led Zeppelin, The Stones, The Who, um, um. And uh, the Beatles. Well, then I could I could see maybe swapping out the Who for you two, just based on the longevity. I don't know what you think about that, Sean. Oh, I, I'm more of a Who guy, uh, only because the first time I got high in high school was to <laughs> the Who's Bob O'Reilly, and we had turned the speakers up in my friend's uh, parents' house, and they started smoking. Like smoke was coming from the speakers. I remember it still. It was like ever since then. You sure? Give me, you give me the really who. Nice, yeah, good question. Uh, but yeah, I was going to say the other guys corroborated the story, but they were high too. So I don't know. But, but I think I, I think an argument could be made based on the amount of influential music. The fact that like the edge alone, uh, uh, his guitar playing is extremely distinct. He created his own sound. Sure that he didn't copy off of anybody else. And so I, I think there's an argument there. Uh, I'm not going to make the argument because I love both bands, but uh, I don't yeah. know who's going to – I would like to do – I get to discuss this with Nathan. The next uh, British Invasion, I would like to do uh, the Who versus U2 and then have two teams of Who, you know, uh, four members of the Who, four members of U2. And you could throw the Guess Who in there. And really confused. Yeah, people. but that's not not Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Great music. I mean, I could I could name a hundred bands that I love. You know, Bowie. I mean, Bowie could be against somebody. Sure. Like Bowie yeah. is. There's nobody like Bowie. You could do yeah. Bowie and Peter Gabriel almost, but Bowie. Bowie I'm, and Prince. Bowie and Prince. That see, there you go. Thank you, Sean. I'll write that down and I'll give you credit when we do that show. Okay. Yes. Um, I want to say one thing to you though before we go to Katie. I want to say I want to thank you for being a musician and creating, I look at that. I, I said this to UFO thinker, Frank, for those of you who don't know him, he's kind of like extended cab fam. Uh, Frank, uh, who has this show in the UK called UFO thinker. Um, and he's had a lot of great people on. And I said, he said, you know, gee, I, I wish I would have been able to join the military. I have a lot of physical issues. I said, you are in service and you know, Charlotte's out there teaching people to make music, you know, uh, uh, you're making music. Frank is out there teaching people to play the drums, and he's like you. He's been oh, cool. on, tour, on tour, you know, playing the drums, uh, and actually shared some of his drum work with me, which was people on Twitter haven't heard it, but I have. So uh, <laughs> I love listening. And he's actually like played the drums and just put it on signal. So you guys are in service, and thank you for your service for bringing uh, art to the world. That's something that we need as much as any military person. Katie, my friend. Oh, thanks. Yeah. What's up, man? Tell me. What do you want to talk going? about? I want to hear about you, Holmes. Who are you? Yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> sing it, sing it, Sean. 
And then you need the the owl animation coming through. <laughs> um, I guess I'm an accidental UFO Twitter joiner. Uh, didn't really intend to end up here, but that's what happens when you are open on social media about things you're doing in your life. Um, yeah, I guess I'm a humanitarian aid worker. Yeah! Uh, Woo! Yeah! Getting paid very little to do really hard work. It's awesome. Um, I've done a lot of work with like refugees and survivors of genocide. Um, I got held up by a child soldier at one point. Like I've had some wow. really cool experiences. Yeah, South Sudan. Jeez. That was that was intense. Um, wow. But no, I I've been like kind of secondarily involved in politics my whole career as well. Um, mainly like internships and volunteering and things like that. And that's kind of how I ended up here. I was uh, volunteering on the Biden campaign. Yep, I'm a liberal, deal with it. And um, John Podesta recommended me. I know, like, I'm like, it's the worst place in the world for this, I know. Um, But John Podesta recommended we read Leslie Kane's UFO book. And uh, a lot of reading later, I ended up here. So... It's kind of cool. It's been really interesting um, outside of UFOs and, sorry, UAP. And, <laughs> you call whatever the hell you want. <laughs> and uh, humanitarian one. stuff. <laughs> uh, no. I like to vintage thrift. Um, oh, I run like a vintage resale thing on the side. So I have filled with like 1950s decor. We got some extra Pyrex. Hit a girl up. Um, and <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Like I have a very riveting social life, um, composed mainly of bugging Sean and Jay on Twitter. And I have a puppy. I am married. Um, I have a puppy who is a psychotically needy schnauzer. Um, and you'll you see me it. talking a lot about LGBTQ issues, um, because I'm a member of that community as well. I'm trying to think what else? I'm a Pisces. Yeah, oh, nice. me too. I'm a Aquarius. Big, big, mushy heart. Yeah, that's about it. I don't know. But it's so my it's... age, you know, as an Aquarius. Oh, my age? <laughs> no, no, no. This no. is the, sing it, Sean. I'm a, Let's go. I'm an, I'm an Aquarius. Sing it. <laughs> it's my age. This it's is the dawning of the age. I don't know. This, the fifth words, dimension. But... <laughs> but I am an Aquarius, yeah. It shows the age gap between me and you guys. I'm 55. Uh, and you can see I'm really mature and with I don't have any energy at all. Um, Maturity's overrated. Yeah. I, I, Katie, I want to say uh, I have a comment and a question regarding the work that you do. Uh, it's way too earlier in our friendship for me to say I love you, but I love you uh, because of what you're doing. Oh. And, sec- and the yeah. question and the, the question. Um, the question is, uh, UFO Twitter, has it ever made you think about cutting yourself, like taking a razor blade? And Because it's done that to Sean, myself, and the rest of us. So I don't know if you're... Look, the amount of people who have asked me if I'm a fucking hybrid, like I'm going to lose my shit. I don't know what's wrong with my eyes, apparently, but like I hear this a lot. Like I think my eyes are pretty average. Um <laughs> Like I even made a joke recently that are Sean you? and I were coming to talk about our hybrid status. Yeah, and I got so DM many box. messages from like, "Thank you for your courage." Yeah, courage. yo, if you are going I down that road, ask, 
ask me where if like, they can get plug into me therapy. In I'm sorry, but like <laughs> if someone says we're going to announce that we're hybrids and share all of the mysteries of the universe, and your reaction is yes, finally. <laughs> It means we didn't do it soon enough. I, I actually, I want to say <laughs> this. I want to say this. Can I ask this. your credit card number? Like, what kind of power can I wield here? Because I'm Katie, very I, interested. I, I think you're in a really good place because I had an experience with the phenomenon whereby, you know, abducted and I offered my DNA and they said, no, thank you, and dropped me off. And, you know, it. They're like, we're good. Yes. I, I mean, I was kind of hurt. I'm, uh, I, I've never shared this. <laughs> <laughs> did you shower that day uh, yes i did i mean oh, i put good. on my ck1 i i don't know what happened they, were they still make that abduction was a mistake please go back <laughs> yeah, yeah do they still make <laughs> ck1 <laughs> yeah okay the reason i By do this right, not trying to I, minimize <laughs> what experiencers here i'm an no, experiencer it, myself but I you know, gotta, you gotta like draw the line somewhere, guys. Like, let's <laughs> let's reel it in back to reality a little bit. Yeah, everybody that watches the shows knows that I have fun. Uh, I have an experiencer as part of the show. A couple of experiencers on this show: Deb, uh, actually three, uh, Steph and Kevin. Um, Nathan and I are the outliers. Although I have had a sighting uh, as a child in New York. Child meaning like fifteen. Um. And uh, but no, I, I mess around. You know, I have a self-deprecating. Don't do mess so around. That's another yeah. song. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> all right. So, I'll let you ready to get into UAPs before Lara fires me, or Benji, or somebody. Um, all right. Do it. So, <laughs> okay. So we're and I, Sean probably has some sources on this. I haven't right. uh, dug, but I assume that we're going to have hearings fairly soon. Um, what do you expect to come out of that? Each, each of you guys. And then. Sean, I'll uh, let you take that first. Okay. Uh, I have no idea if there's going to be uh hearing soon. I have the, I don't have any secret sources, but, uh, um, I pay attention to Chris Sharp liberation times. That's a good person to, to, to watch. And I saw him just, <laughs> I saw him just say something about, uh, you know, maybe September, but it's going to be more important for them to get some immunity language uh, written and passed as law. And it would be after that where you'd get anything, you know, good stuff to come out of the hearing. So I don't know. Um, hopefully that happens. You know, it's really easy to take. I find it's really easy to take for granted uh, when stuff happens and, you know, UFO Twitter land, whether it be hearings or, you know, a piece of news that corbell comes out with or, or whatever because it could easily just like go silent <laughs> and we, and we'd have nothing like that to talk about how i'm you know so you know i'm always afraid that that's going to happen to be quite honest with you but uh i hope that doesn't happen i hope we have hearings we need to have hearings the last hearings sucked and uh, you know i think we need more <laughs> yeah. than that and um you know, it's just unfortunate. I'd like to get to a place where experiencers are taken uh, seriously and into account because, you know, all we've heard about really that taken seriously since the late 40s has been military encounters, which are, are important. But there's so much more to this and we just can't get there until we get over a certain hump. So I just hope we we do that quick. I would just caveat that with that. I would say that we know of because we don't know. <laughs> 
how many people they've taken testimony from, not the least of which was sure. uh, Stan yeah. Friedman. Um, and yeah. um, also there's so many um, – I don't want to say the word experiencers, but so many sightings and so much footage that they've probably heard narratives of, seen film and or snapshots of that they're probably like, you know, we're good. on You know, it's here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, maybe. And we, and we yeah. made legislation. So that tells you we believe it's here now. Yeah. So do they need to hear about my experience from New York in uh, 1982? Probably not uh, because they already believe it's here. So sure. I'll, I'll say that. Katie, and would you like to tackle that, my dear? Yeah, I mean, I echo a lot of what Sean said. I think what's probably happening right now, I would guess, um, and this is kind of putting my former lobbyist hat on, um, is that a lot of the air is being sucked out of the room with the January 6th hearings. Um, and with everything going on with the Supreme Court, I think there's just going to be a lot of political attention elsewhere, to be honest, um, regardless of yeah. where you fall on these um, I also think that paying attention to the legislative calendar will matter. I mean, we have midterm elections in November. And mm -hmm. so there's not going to be really much. Pro I wouldn't expect anything like in between elections and the end of the year. Um, but it's possible, depending on how the elections go, that like we might get shakeups of committee assignments or things like mm -hmm. that. Um, just so, it, it, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is that the personalities involved might shift. Um, oh, essentially yeah. how yeah. members of Congress get assigned committees is by both seniority and request. So a committee like the intelligence committee is very, um, you know, popular. So like, you can't come in as a freshman congressman and be like, I want to be on the intelligence yeah, committee. It's like not happening. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you, you have an intelligence background or you have a lot of bases in your district or things like that. So I haven't looked at, frankly, um, the committees and seeing who might be vulnerable or not, that might be a good thing to do. Um, but if we don't hear about it by, you know, September, I would just assume it's not happening this year. That's great. That's, so that's great for the audience out there. And what Katie's saying is look to September. If you haven't heard about hearings within, let's say, I mean, we're sitting at the beginning of so July, August, by sometime uh, two months and change from now, it's probably not going to happen based on her experience on the Hill. Uh, I will say I mean, just for your – yes, ma'am. Well, I've been proven wrong before. So <laughs> no, but I, call I, it gospel. Everything but, but, I know. ever say should be caveated with, I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, yeah. Don't, I mean, like, screenshot this in October and drag me. You told me. Yeah, <laughs> he's so funny. Sean's humor. People don't talk about Sean's humor, uh, but that's something that struck me. And you're really funny, very witty. So, um, oh, thanks, that. man. Back yeah. at you, brother. Thank you. And devastatingly uh, handsome as well, both of you. Oh, you know? thanks. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I w <laughs> get it together. <laughs> you remind me okay. of Chris Farley, or. Ah, this is another heart attack. Another it's number six. Yeah. <laughs> number I six. It. I totally copy that. I love you, Chris Farley. I totally plagiarized that. I should cite my sources in MLA format. Um, anyway, um, so, you know, I just want to say for your benefit, the two of you, because a lot of the audience knows me and my background. Uh, and actually, actually, Katie does as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a government guy, work for the Air Force, I'm retired Air Force, and I will openly, uh, not openly, but I'll say on here, yeah, obviously they've lied to us since 1947, and it pisses me off. Thanks for your off. service, man. 
Thank, uh, uh, I was happy they took me. They, they were they had mercy and said, "Ah, we'll take him." What the hell? Um, but but I I uh, I'm just as angry about that as you, Sean. I will try to understand why something is being done, and something that Katie just alluded to. She talked about January sixth. She hearing she talked about what's going on in the Supreme Court. She talked about midterms. So for the chief of staff of the Air Force, CQ Brown, he's looking at. Oh shit! I'm out of Afghanistan. I'm out of Iraq, but now Russia just invaded Ukraine, and that's a completely different type of warfare that I have to prepare my forces for. And now China is 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 emboldened and being aggressive towards Taiwan and its neighbors. So that's a totally different enemy than Iraq was. So if you ask him about UAPs and he were in a private moment, not on camera, probably say, "I don't give a shit about UAPs right now. I prepare about <laughs> right. how we're going to adjust course." to deal with a non-permissive flying environment, which those two prior countries were, and these two countries have massive integrated air defense. Anyway, well, that's, it depends, just, right? It depends, like, uh, you know, if that's the answer, I can't uh, say that that would be the wrong answer or anything, but I, that would help me learn a little bit about the situation. To me, that would mean that maybe UAPs aren't really a national security threat. You know, and maybe right. there isn't that big of right. a an emergency here if uh, right. other things can take precedence. And, you know, the world stage is on fire for sure. Um, one thing I always think of, though, when when, um, you know, stuff like this comes up is this uh, beautiful quote Ross Colhart said on my show, which is, you know what? It's never going to be a good time. There's always no, there's I, always going to be something. No, I know? agree. But 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 to understand that. Sean and Katie, you have to understand the first part of my statement, which was they lied and it pisses me off. Yeah. But then I'm going to say I can disagree with what they're doing and try to understand what they're doing. It's just like for Katie, you can understand your opponent and you can disagree with them. But if you don't understand them, then you're fucking nowhere. So I have to understand why he's doing what he's doing and why he's not focused on this. And I may and I'll disagree with them at the same time, but I understand, which is important in anybody that you disagree with on anything to an extent. I would I have a hard time thinking that Air Force is the the only um, branch to blame in this situation as well, to be quite honest with you. Oh, yeah. So I, I oh, think yeah. they take the brunt of it because of Project Blue Book and they've had it for so long and have released some misleading statements during that time. But in my research, I, I could I've seen that. Uh, just about every branch has had their hands on the UFO kitty at one time or another, whether it's DIA, NSA, CIA, which is who I personally am most suspect of at this point, um, Army, Navy. But it all leads kind of back to one place, really, and that's the D-O freaking D. <laughs> or the D-O freaking E. Yeah. And, and, just, to, and just, to <laughs> yeah. Just, just to put another layer on top of it, um, if you were to go and look in some of the unclassified publications that talk about what the Coast Guard's mission is to Homeland Security and when they're activated to the Secretary of Defense, what is the United States Navy's mission to the Joint Staff, the, the National Command Authority, SecDef, etc.? What is the U.S. Air Force's mission to, to the aforementioned? What is the Marine Corps' mission? What is the Army's mission? Well, what the Air Force's mission is that's different than all of those that I just mentioned is 
air superiority from the United mm-hmm. States over the right. United States and any t- and and I've read this in regs. I could I could throw it up there because it's not classified. It's just uh, this is what our mission statement is. And their mission statement is we own the skies. And Katie, Sean, and myself know no, you don't uh, because <laughs> the UAP can fly anywhere they want. But you don't go well, up to your boss and say. Yeah, boss. I know we're great. Got a great air force, but yeah, there's shit out there. We have no we we got nothing for these things. Well, and I think that brings up a really important point, right? And it harkens back to understanding what else is going on right now. You know, when I was a lobbyist, I worked with a lot of people that I didn't agree with. But one of the important things you do is you figure out what does everyone care about, and then you cater your argument to that. Right. I, I, I was trying to get increased funding for malaria. I didn't give a shit why someone agreed to do that. If they wanted to do it because service members overseas were getting malaria, great. If they wanted to do it because they cared about kids in sub-Saharan Africa, bleeding heart, great. Didn't matter to me. At the end of the day, the result was the same. And I think sometimes we need to think about UAP stuff in this same light. And we all have our personal reasons, be it whether we're experiencers or we're military members, or you know, you name it, that we're interested in UAP. But if we're trying to focus on how do we move the ball forward, we have to understand how people think. We have to understand what the primary motivations are. And first and foremost, it's getting reelected. So if you can make a big <laughs> enough stink and make a big enough amount of phone calls on the same day to an office, I'm telling you, that's what's going to move the needle and keep it going forward and not let it just fizzle like Sean was. Uh, mentioning yeah. earlier i love the same day idea there you know we need to have days of action because i mean the way it works and on the hill they basically just tally calls they get on certain issues an intern or a like entry-level associate tallies and at the end of the week the member gets a list of these are the issues and these were the pros and the cons and yeah. if you don't have a big amount on the same week it's just i mean you can Call yeah. your member every week. It's not going to have a huge impact. So if it's like if we can three get three one month, three another week, and yeah, they're right, all split up and around, right. Right. Yeah, and then you have it's these not big issues going on. Yeah. Right. So if we can find a, like community days where we coalesce. That would be incredible. I'll tell you a suspicion I had that I'd like to run by you because you're actually an expert in it, and I'm not. But I, I, I know how the government – I tell people there's basically basically 99%, more than 99% of the phenomenon. I'm just looking for answers, listening to theories, and trying to absorb what's going on and try to figure it out with everybody. The two things that I do know are the aviation aspect of what I look at or when I hear a narrative from a verified source of what a craft did. I know what, I know what I'm looking for that it would be mm-hmm. anomalous or not anomalous. The other thing is, is I know how the government works because I've got like 30 years in it. Um, but I would ask you, I've told people that this UFO symposium that happened and these other events that happened, and the UFO symposium in Utah that Steph was part of was extremely well attended uh, and, well, and streamed. They got a lot of streams. They got a lot of in attendance. And I told them, I believe that people on the Hill look at that. That those metrics, when they look at the UFO Twitter metrics of how many people are hashtag UFO Twitter, they go back to the boss, those staffers, and say, man, you know, you know, we got this thing coming up, and this is how much traction it's getting online. 
this month we've had three or four of these events and this is how many people uh, attended. Does that happen or is that all in my mind? Or, or I'm, I'm guessing, but does that happen? When I, when I interned on the Hill, we tallied three things. Number of emails or letters, phone calls. Actually, I guess four things. Um, social media mentions like direct, like if you were saying like, you know, at so-and-so on Twitter or whatever, and op-ed placements. They do look at, like if you have a community paper in your district, write an op-ed. It doesn't have to be great. Get a good writer friend to help you edit it. Um, those are the four things they track. Now, after that, they might start looking at, okay, once they realize, hey, a lot of my constituents care about this, then yeah, they might start looking into other well, things but i think well co coming up to the vote yeah i mean when you're coming up to a vote and all these members are on committee and we're going to be talking about so in advance of the ndaa and then when we had the hearings i'm guess i was thinking all those staffers are looking at the metrics on uaps because my guy or gal is about to go <laughs> on the floor and discuss it so i figured they would know at that point i don't know right. Yeah, and in a, and in and in advance of the NDAA voting, yay or nay? No, maybe. I mean, it depends on the staffer, right? Okay. Different staffers have their pet issues too. So some some staffers may be interested in UAP, some may not. Request a meeting. You're not going to meet with the senator or the member of Congress. You'll meet with a staffer, but request a meeting. You don't have to be an expert. They're not going to quiz you. They're not going to make you feel dumb. But tell them that you take this issue seriously. You know, and that yeah. you're going to vote based on this issue um because that's me and sean day, are going for a meeting yeah. baby let's go just, we're going yeah just handcuff them to right. a chair until they agree to send you straight to the senator right <laughs> i mean like slightly <laughs> illegal but i mean doesn't mean it's not effective it worked in parks and rec it this is important it's fine all right sean <laughs> what's your topic man give me a topic so we can get off of this congressional stuff uh, uh um what's interesting this week What's interesting this week to me is how about the James Webb telescope? Just clue me in because I've been way too busy to. I was check hoping out what's up. you knew about it. No, I don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Nothing. but they, that's well, they're, <laughs> they're putting out new photos on July 12th with this thing, you know, that's like the Hubble on steroids, right? Um, and they just had uh, somewhat of a, a teleconference. I think it was yesterday or something. And uh, they they made some pretty big comments about uh, this one guy who's saying, he, you know, when he saw the pictures, he got a little emotional. He says uh, it may change like a worldview and not just for us like uh, here at NASA, but for everybody. And it'll go out to billions of people on July 12th. And, you know, then some people are saying, well, they always kind of say this thing when they're doing something. Um, but my rebuttal to that is, you know, not that it, I have a pot to piss in, so to speak, on it. But um, it's, you know, he made a point to say it won't just be like that for us. It'll be like that for everybody. So to, for me, that means that it may be something more important this time around. Does that mean I think that they found like life or anything? No, but I think um, what this telescope is doing is giving them a uh, way to better um, put put forth an analysis on if an exoplanet will have life more uh, concretely than is possible now with like a spectrum 
of the exoplanet, which basically shows all the different, you know, molecules and different uh, signatures coming off the planet. They'll be able to see. They won't be hindered by like things like clouds and such. Um, so, so that'll be pretty interesting. And um, he also said, one of the guys said something like, uh, you know, the nature is unveiling some of its secrets, and you know, um, you'll be able to see the universe in a way you've never seen it before and stuff like that. So, you know, um, it'll be interesting. Uh, Robert in the chat. What's up, man? He said, yeah, uh, he said the, the aliens will see it. Didn't he? No, he said the billions, billions will see it, but it did sound like he said aliens. And I even had that thought. Hey, even Dr. Evil had to be connected, corrected on that, you know? So, yeah. Uh, One million billion aliens. Yeah. No, so that could be that could be exciting, you know. And you know, they're just trying to look back to the beginning of you know everything, you know. So so that's pretty cool. And oh, and it went so well that they are expecting 20 solid years of research with it too, which is uh, really good because I think the estimations were quite a bit lower at first. So I'm very excited. That that is really exciting if there's life, but I want to give uh Katie, a chance to com- uh, a comment on this because, again, this is an open forum, man. I'm not doing interviews here. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i really excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I had a friend who worked on James Webb as an engineer, and I I just think Ooh. it's fascinating. I know. She might be one Give of us the leaks. Give us the leaks. Give us the leaks. <laughs> I don't have Give any leaks. I'm like I do to make myself feel more important, but I really don't. Um, no, I... <laughs> I have a yeah. I'm just gonna like dangle all this shit. You think I'm more important than I am? Yeah. You know, I, I have to get invited back on this joint, man. I have a friend that knows everything. So I know how to play the friends here. He knows where the bodies are. No, <laughs> yeah. no but I, I, man, I, I feel like I always come across as a pessimist in these things. I think it's going to yeah, be so incredible. Just don't. And I think- <laughs> no, no. I'm the yoga teacher here. Be authentic to yourself. Being authentic to myself. I think it's going to be something mind-boggling, kind of like the pale blue dot, right? Like where it's our Except first red. opportunity as a species <laughs> to see like what our universe looks like. And I think that in itself is mind-blowing and world-changing and view-changing. Um yeah, I don't know about the other stuff. It'd be cool. Uh, but I, I think that just the fact that we are getting these images, very frankly, is insane. Um, yeah, but I mean, we this won't is really like... know, right, until we see it. Right. And I think and, pretty and... quick we'll be like, eh, or oh. <laughs> Who is that? A little grain you... of sand like, could have taken it down and we're getting photos is, you know, like I'm not very religious, but, like a miracle. Like, let's just be real. We have this like this thing hurtling through space. We have no idea what was going to happen. So okay. I, I think it um I think it might make people realize, you know, like if you look at the pale blue dot, right? It makes you realize kind of how small you are, how insignificant you are, how much our petty differences don't matter as much. So I look at it more and like that like esoteric aspect. But I would love to be wrong. I would really love to be wrong and for Sean to be right and there'd be this like incredible analysis of the exoplanets i think that would be baller well I, again i could be very wrong so <laughs> well i want to say I, I know i i have i have researched and figured out uh what 
Amuamua's intention was when it was here. I know Sean doesn't know, but I think he's going to be excited when he hears about it. Oh. Um, Amuamua was here because Sean was doing a solo at the Anchor Inn in Buffalo where they have the famous chicken wings. <laughs> and they got came in for a closer look, have a listen, and then they rolled out. And everybody's making it like something really wild and would happen. And that's all they were here for was just that. <laughs> And I'm and like, they went dark, and they're like, wow, we came all the way here for well, this. Well, they no, they went longer is, than most humans do. Is he having the honey barbecue <laughs> or is he going for the three mile island hot? Like, so is he doing blue cheese? Is he doing ranch? So has he got the disease? So I think they were interested in all these things yeah. you were doing. The carrot sticks in the celery, or were you just, yeah. nope, I'm naked. I'm yeah, I was going naked dry, and they were like, let's get out of here. <laughs> Audi 4000. Naked dry no. rub. I feel like this planet isn't ready. <laughs> I mean, he has no sauce on his wings. We're leaving. But, yeah. um, but no, I seriously. have stomach problems. <laughs> I figured out Sean is as silly as I am. Like he comes <laughs> off like he's a serious researcher. He's as much of a goofball as me, man. We can get yeah, serious when we goofy. have to, when it's yeah, required when by, yeah. law. Um, yeah. but no, by law. But no, honestly, honestly the, the, most, <laughs> the, the most interesting thing uh, that you said there, Sean, was signatures. You know, that there's certain things that, that we're looking for that would indicate that there could be uh, water. There could be, you know, uh, the elements that would make up oxygen, the elements that would make up water, and therefore life. Same thing that they're hoping to find on Mars. So if Oumuamua sees an exoplanet that, that has those markers, I mean, then, I mean that, that changes everything. Right. Um, but, like, what the hell does an alien signature look like? Is, do they write in cursive? I, I mean, I think it's Cyrillic characters like the Russians do. I don't know. So, like, here's a good point, though. Like, would we even recognize a signature? Right? Sean and I were just talking about right. this, like, That's today true. on Twitter about communication. Like, do we even recognize communication when we see it? Because communication isn't just, you know, us talking mm -hmm. here or writing. Would right. we even recognize what these signatures are? I mean, for all we right. know, they're like screaming into the void for us to wake up and look mm -hmm. up, and we're just, we're, you know, happy. And we're eating dry. Like, Sean, don't dry eat rub him wings. dry, man. <laughs> Get a sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and he's huh? there. He's what? put his guitar down. <laughs> you say something? No. <laughs> I thought I heard something. No. Like, Damn it, I'm hungry. Where, yeah. Give me yeah, know, an ashtray. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a great point. I mean, uh, you know, like I posted that plant video or whatever, and, you know, it's just so interesting that uh, plants have their own communication and they have, yeah. you know, um, through the root system. Yeah. And it's like most people never, I never even really took the time to think about that. And so we're thinking about like alien, something from a different planet. Like, and how it would communicate or, or, you know, like, who are we to even begin to fathom how that would go, you know? Um, well, can I, can I, but can it I could say be, something? wouldn't that be funny if it was just like humans? So, no, we're just like you. What's the big deal? Hey there, Bob. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, but I, I want to say something. I want to say to that because I have a pet peeve about Neil deGrasse Tyson. We can just assume. Join the club. We can assume anything, you know, we can say, well, you know, gee, I wonder what their communication is like, whether I eventually could understand their form of communication or not. And by the way, I'll just throw in here right now. David Mason was on the show from a tear in the sky mm. and he is trying Super to, smart. 
this is going to make Sean interested. What he's done is he's taken whale sounds out in the wild right. and converted those sound waves yeah. into light waves. Yeah. And and with that, he is Sean, can you make that sound again? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know it's a very serious topic. I just have to, yeah. no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I don't know why he bothered paying money to get those signals from the NOAA when he could have got it from Sean. But uh, but seriously, mic right here, and I can just hit record, baby. Yeah, Thirty I, bucks a ton. David Mason, if you're watching, <laughs> and or Dave Altman, your your brother from another, uh, put him in touch with Sean uh, Rash. Uh, he uh, can help uh, you out. <laughs> But no, but seriously, Dude, so he, he's recording yeah. the whale sounds and what is he doing with them? I think he's getting the sounds. He he wouldn't tell us, but I suspect he's getting them from the NOAA. He kind of alluded to it because you ha he wanted uh, whales to be happy, not Shamu, but mm. whales that are in their natural environment right, right. communicating, yeah. Yeah. getting those sounds. And then he's able – so, you know, you have a frequency. So the aliens are like, it sounds freaking fun over there. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, basically, he, what he's what his purpose is, he wants the phenomenon that he is broadcasting these light waves to to say, oh, look at these people. They're taking a less advanced uh, form of life on their planet and featuring them to us to show a benevolence. Right. Exactly. So that's what yeah. what and or, I was when he said that on the show, I was the like, UAP just come to the whales and bypass us entirely yeah and we're all we're out right like right yeah. now they're down there having a tea with the whales yeah they're like oh, <laughs> yeah. man lucky lucky you're in this ocean because it sucks up there on land those people are just <laughs> sure. yeah. piss poor humans no they're always true. looking at these screens they never talk to each other they're always hitting buttons and texting <laughs> fuck that i, I hate texting Texting is my least form, my least favorite form of communication. Uh, in person's beeping? number one. What's that? Beeping. Beepers. What is beeping? Oh, I mean, that was during my drug dealing days, so I don't really even remember, really. Uh, I still have oh, okay. a pager. Do you, do you, hold on. Do you seriously still have a pager that you actively Yeah. Do? I have. Okay, like, but is it for business? Why would anyone even use a pager for business anymore? I don't have a pager. No, but when I was a kid, there was a store <laughs> by my house. I ride my bike there, and they had these like uh, like uh, like fake pagers, but they weighed like they felt real, but they were completely fake. And the guy would just give me one, and I'd walk around with the pager like it really worked, but it didn't. Yeah. That would be a such a great early shot. <laughs> that would be such a great gag, though, to be out at like Starbucks, and there's a lot of people in there with their tech and they're emailing. Yeah, and all of a sudden like, your pager goes off, and you're like, "Oh man, it's Bree!" You know, <laughs> I gotta give yeah, her a yeah. call. Nine one one. One one. Let's have information. Four twenty. Um, you know, I I just want to say, Nathan, I I thought I'd be able to keep this from going off the rails, and I failed miserably. <laughs> uh, Katie, it's your turn to bring up a topic, buddy. <laughs> Oh, damn. Um, I mean, we've already covered, like, the, the core issues of wings, pagers. dressing, pagers. But somebody, pagers, men somebody mentioned they were an experiencer. <laughs> Ixnay, oh. experience I mean, <laughs> you want me to talk about experience. being an experiencer? I can, I can do that. I mean, I've had experiences my whole life, man, being from, like, everything from 
like precognition to out-of-body experiences, being apparitions, that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm not ready to like fully talk about it yet, but I had my first, okay. I guess, more UAP-related experience yep. recently. So it's it's an interesting world, um, and I definitely take validity in people's stories, and I think other people should too. You know, um, it's not just military members having these experiences. Like, why are they valid, but then the average public's not? It's kind it, it's, of ridiculous. Well, it's not. Well, the, n- both those things aren't true. The val the the public is is you know valid and the military experiences are valid the only difference is that when you talk about trained observers and sometimes people have been through a certain amount of screening or whatever you can say okay they're a little more lucid i i mean i know maybe a couple of military experiencers and most of them are civilian and i've had people who have told me experiences that i know a lot of people wouldn't believe about in person interactions with the phenomenon and i totally believe them being in a craft uh, and I believe there are some that I don't believe, but there are some that I do believe. And none of those people are military. There, it has nothing to do with that. It's a feeling you get like your pre- precognition. I mean, Go ahead. Yeah. Please. I mean, have any of you guys like I had the experience of like going off, like whenever I have experience going to my therapist, because I'm a big fan. I think everyone should have a therapist, like regardless, just in life. And where I've gone to my therapist, been like, am I losing it? And when your yeah. therapist goes, I don't think so. That's when you're like, oh, damn. You know, like, that's pretty, pretty wild. But I know you're much more versed in this world than I am. I'm kind of new to it. Uh, not, well, not really. I mean, I've only had, I've had like a a couple, maybe three to five months worth of experiences where I was having kind of a lot of them in that short amount of time. And, And then after that, it's like, that could be something, but I'm not sure. You know, but, uh, you know, I've had one for and it all started with like one major experience where I saw something 13 feet in front of my face, a big white plasma rotating thing um, that the light came over my shoulder first and it followed that trajectory. There it was. It looked like it was in slow motion. Um, And then I had a, a dream that I had. Um, come true that I had years earlier about getting in a huge argument with my father, which was just a, a really um, odd dream to have because I couldn't think of any reason for us to, to get like that, you know? Um, so, you know, I remember when I had that dream it stuck with me all day and I was like, why would we ever do that? Like, cause it was like, a, do like a re- re- fight, a really bad fight. I had a dream with that. My father and I had a really bad fight and that's just, seemed kind of impossible to me at the time. So a couple of years later, you know, I see the, the thing I talked about and then we have that fight. So the dream comes true and there's reasons why we had it, but um, I won't get into that because the story gets to be too long. Um, but so that happened. And then a couple of days after that, I see the same thing again, you know? And so I'm, Wow. Just like, what is all this about? I remember during the fight, too, it was like in slow motion. And I felt like outside of my body. And it's just it's like he's throwing low blows at me. And it's just pretty bad. And I'm like, it was just an incredible, weird time. And, um, you know, after that, I saw some red like orbs with uh, my wife, who saw him first on her way home. Called me, said, you want to see something weird? Go in the 
go in the backyard and I go in the backyard and here they come right over our house. So all this is at my house too, which is super weird. Um, and she's not really uh, into, she's not at all into the UFO thing. So when she texted me that, I was like, this is probably pretty weird then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know Red because yeah. both of you are experiencers, I have a question. I'm going to pose the same question to both of you because we got about seven minutes left to the end of the broadcast, and I want to get to these. And uh, I'll just because Sean finished talking, I'll start with you, Katie, and then go to Sean. Um, after my experience, the thing that's different after my experience is dot dot dot. Um, well, like I, I mentioned, I've had experiences my whole life, but I think that I like segmented them in my brain. Right. You know, like, yeah, I'd always seen like apparitions and stuff. Yeah. I'd had these few things, but like my brain, like my, my point of view, which was, you know, pretty atheist, rational science based, right. Just couldn't deal with it. Um, and so I think recently getting into this world and this community has forced me to kind of confront some of that. And as I've confronted it, I've had more experiences. And I, so I think really the biggest thing that's changed since I've had that mind shift is just being kicked in the ass with realizing that, you know, your, my perception of reality and philosophy and life after death and what life is and consciousness and everything is just, change so i i think it's really just comes down to humility right like recognizing that like i thought i had it all figured out and i got nothing figured out and i think it's made me a more empathetic person too because i'm much less quick to judge other people now you know be they of a certain belief system or ha or sharing that they had a certain experience i kind of default to believing people and then evaluating from there where before right. i was kind of like prove it you know and um man that's been humbling uh to kind of get your um self-assuredness taken away but i think it's also exciting oh. right it's, it's often it's offered a lot of avenues for new possibilities so as a 55 year old i like to tell people it's great to not have decided everything yet I, I don't know everything. I haven't I don't have a position on everything yet. And I my goal is, is that the day that I either go into the, you know, I die and they throw me in a cremation thing or throw me in the pine box, whatever the hell ends up doing, probably the former rather than the latter, that I'm learning up until that day and evolving and changing. I've told people recently I've changed my in the last couple of weeks. I've changed my position on the, the confluence of UAP and, and paranormal and, um, oh, the gifting. I did not believe or I did not agree with Jacques Vallée's theory of gifting. I spoke to somebody in government that I, in, in Intel that I trust knows, and mm -hmm. um, he told me the person that he said, not only were we gifted something, but that they came and took that thing back, that craft back and i said how sure are you of this person that relayed this information to you and he said i trust him with my life so that's that so my whole theory about gifting isn't a thing was wrong so i just we're always learning i'm 55 years old hopefully when i'm 75 i'm saying the same thing sean after my experience 
this is what's changed, dot, dot, dot. My phone became full of uh, screenshots of documents. <laughs> so, oh, so as a result of it, you're like Max McCabe. You're all in, You're re- and, and yours is it's research. Yeah. Yeah, research uh, for sure. Like, uh, you know, it was kind of different. Was my experience also happened around the, you know, when everything shut down because of coronavirus. So, you know, my life changed, and for two reasons really. First, it was coronavirus; everything shut down, and then uh, the the experience, which you know, which you know, sometimes I think about it. I'm like. That's kind of a good thing because I needed something to focus on, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't play out anymore. Like I had all these vinyl records I had just bought for an album I made. I couldn't sell them. I couldn't play shows. And I was like, just down in that freaking dumps, man. And then uh, this happened and it kind of distracted me from that and, and gave me a focus and gave me something, you know, it sounds depressing, I guess, but to live for, you know is is you know researching that mystery and and trying to figure it out and boy like it didn't take too long for me to find enough uh actual documents for for me to realize that i I was not insane and this has happened a lot to a lot of people um Mm -hmm. and you know at that point you're just like wow what the frick i cannot believe this because i was i'm definitely uh, make fun of the ghost show guy, you know, where they're always like, Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Ah, that's all crap, you know. And you know, UFOs, <laughs> like, yeah, UFOs, yeah. not like I did watch Unidentified and I thought it was uh fun, but for entertainment, I like I was still like a skeptic, really, not like a not like a talk crap about it, and you know, kind of skeptic, but it's like it's fun, but I don't really take it seriously. You know, and then that happened. It's like, whoo, boy, it's it's real. So, yep. Um, as Lou, as yeah. Lou says, it's not whether or not they're here. That's we're way past that now. It's why are they here, and what is their you know basically what is their their purpose? The and who are it? they? But yeah, exactly. Yeah. But whether or not they're here, I'm not even when people try to bring that up. I'm not even entertaining that. It, that's been proven, and the fact that Congress <laughs> made legislation means that. You know, there's it's a conspiracy to think otherwise at this point. Well, right. I, I, because even, legislation. I don't want to paint it. You, but, know? you know, you got the Mick West out there. They're going to they're going to they're going to find a, a thread to pull on that that, that will ultimately be meaningless. Um, yeah. It's time to say I can't believe it's already been an hour it's time uh, to say goodbye. It is, man. Um, Sean, tell us uh, mm-hmm. tell everybody about where they can find. All of your stuff, of course, I will have it in the show notes. But please, Ori. Yeah, you, you better, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, he's gonna take uh, the kielbasa and hit me over the head with it. Christ's sakes, over here. Witness, right, citizen. W i t n e s s space c i t i z e n. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. Um, my phone number is five five five. Four 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 three three two two. There are more people on UFO Twitter that have my phone number, and I speak to on Signal on a regular. You would not believe it. Like I, I told Katie, I get she probably thought, oh man, this guy's giving me his number. I oh, yeah. there's tons and tons of people who have my number, and I love it when I get Signal messages from the UK or 
Benji yeah. or, you know, people call me from all over the place and I just love it. And it's, it's great. Oh, Dan, okay. uh, Dan, uh, Warren, you know, all kinds of people I speak with. I tell them my phone lines. Always, so if cool. I'm at work, <laughs> not that I'm cool. I just love, love, I love to talk to people. I, 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 I told you, I, I don't like text. I don't like texting. I do it when I have to, but I love to interact with people and find out what they're thinking and discuss issues, which, you know, I kind of started a podcast for that reason. Katie, tell everybody about where they can find you. Is it awful that I actually don't know what my Twitter handle is? Like it's some version of my name. I'll get yeah, it. It's, it's some yeah, version it's, of my name. I hope you can find it. Just look Katie's for the really is, loud. At Katie's Katie S. Howland. At Katie, Katie F. S. Yeah. Howland. Yeah, my, Katie S. my middle Howland, initial. Yeah. Katie S. Howland. Howland. Um, yeah, and I'm... <laughs> people always and her phone number. Something like I'm Dutch. Uh, her no, phone number so, is 555. My phone number is absolutely not open to anyone who's become a hybrid. Um, otherwise, feel free to DM me. No, yeah. but and I'm going to be starting my own podcast finally because there's yeah! just not enough of us. There's not enough of us. I feel like we need more. Um, I tell- but no, I'm going to try to highlight people that don't get highlighted as much, aka women and well, you know. That's why you're on here because we want to highlight people. That's why that's why we always have people on when we did that round table and Sean will tell you this. There are people on that on that British invasion that he had no clue who they were. Uh, and that was the idea of it. it but if I bring on cool. Dan and Vinny and Graham, then I know people are going to know Davey, who no one heard of or Charlotte or, you know, Max is, is fairly well known. But that that's the on a witty ended up uh, not showing up. But but she was you know, we wanted people to know about her. But anyway. I want to say to you, Katie, that I know UAP Experiencer Steph, our new uh, staff member on CAB, uh, who just put out her first episode, would absolutely love to have you on to talk about your experience. She is, to say that she's passionate about experiencers would be a little bit of an understatement, and um, <laughs> I'll connect you too, okay? Great. Sounds um, good. Yeah. Anytime. Yep. I love chatting too. Yeah. The other thing... I know I'm not when I heard you on his show you were so phenomenal um but yes um when you get get your show out make sure you I love it I love his hat I was gonna say Elliot Ness but now it's one of the Cosby kids I love it I love it I love it I love it I need um, attention yeah <laughs> I'm totally that kid are you hungry do you need to go I am eat? hungry we're I gonna let you go hungry. get your tater tots in one second um, but Ooh, I, I just, good. <laughs> but I want to let, and please put some sauce on those wings, but I want, I want, <laughs> I, I just want Katie to know when you, uh, when you put your episode out, uh, I'll throw it out on cab so that, uh, you know, more people will see it. So once you get hey. that, uh, I'll, I'll give you like a drop box. You can throw it in there and your first episode cool. will, will go out on cab, uh, to everybody that subscribes to myself, Deb, hey. Stephanie, uh, Shane and Allison, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You guys are great. Right. I love how helpful UFO Twitter can be. Yeah. <laughs> don't focus on, don't focus, don't focus on the idiots and the ones who are here to just uh, debunk and cause trouble. Focus on people that are bringing a measure of positivity, like the guy that's sitting in between us right now uh, and James and all just whomever it is that you get a positive vibe from. That's right, man. That's right. Stay in the circle, baby. 
Sean, uh, it's it's been yes, uh, sir. It, it's it's been so long. Uh, we've never had an opportunity to talk, so I'm really glad that uh, that we did it. It won't be the last time. And you are just a load of fun, man. A load of fun. Thank you. So are you. You brought my spirits up. Thanks so for I having us, TJ. It. it was really fun. Yep. It's an honor to have both of you. Um, and we'll see you down the road. So for, yeah, for Katie, for Sean, this is DJ. For Calling All Beings, the whole crew who's out tonight, we love you guys. I miss you. Can't wait. You're coming back. Nathan will be back uh, this next week. And then we're going to kick it off again, baby. So for the homies right here, this is DJ saying peace (laughs) out. One love. We'll see you down the road. I am always wondering what's up around the bend.